Sahanavavatu Sahanabhunatu Sahaviryankaravavahai Tejasvinavadhitamastu Mavidvishavahai Hey everyone, it's Peg Mulqueen and welcome to the Ashtanga Dispatch Podcast. I believe there is so much more to our yoga practice than just the shapes we make on our mat. And while this might be what brings us to yoga, it's something much more subtle and far more powerful that sustains us. And why we bring these podcasts, conversations with the teachers who inspire us to stay curious, dig deeper, and of course, keep practicing. And this next episode has been a long time coming. Actually, if you want to know the truth, it's way overdue. Because Jen Renee is not just one of the best damn teachers you'll ever get to meet, but she's also my best friend. I can't believe it's been six years since we first began Ashtanga Dispatch. Back then, we were only meaning to create an Ashtanga home in Washington, D.C., where we both lived. One that was inclusive and welcoming. Well, the idea took off there and everywhere. Since then, Jen has grown one of the largest Mysore communities on the East Coast. And of course, I went on to create the Ashtanga Dispatch online forum together with my daughter, Megan. Certainly, we've all come a long way, though we're not done yet. In fact, it almost feels like we're switching places in a way. You know, as I travel and teach in more intimate settings, Jen's created a whole series of really fantastic online teaching videos, both Ashtanga and Pilates. Maybe that's just the process of becoming balanced, you know? I grow roots, Jen grows wings. Though there's one place that we've always been much more aligned, and that's that we both have always taken a much more grassroots approach in anything we've done, relying on each other, community, and a genuine love of practice. For example, to either our credit or demise, Neither of us have ever been sponsored or had our efforts backed by any yoga company or corporation, big or small. In fact, this podcast is only possible thanks to listeners like you who either donate or support us through patreon.com. You see, with its rise in popularity, yoga is now not just a practice, but a commodity, greatly influenced by the latest trend for-profit corporations, and the who's who on social media. Which is where we both kind of struggle and yet participate at the same time. It's confusing for sure. And where we'll start this episode with Jen, unfiltered as usual, offering the straight talk that I love her for. Here's Jen. 
And I just think it's misrepresented. I think that people think that they're going to get fit or which I mean, by the way, yoga is probably the least effective form of physical <laughs> exercise. Like if you want Did you just say to that? fit, go to the gym. Like this is not what happens on your yoga mats. <laughs> it's not super effective for getting okay. fit. <laughs> Sorry. That's really funny. And everyone sees their numbers go down. <laughs> I mean, it will work over time. It will, like, if you, but I don't know how much time. I mean, no, I hear you. But, like, I don't know. So it's for me, it's just super frustrating because I feel that that it it is basically just misrepresented, and people, you know, don't maybe have like have a different expectation from the reality, or because of what is on social media. I think we have to put images, right? There's something to that. Like there's, it is the medium we use. We Mm -hmm. used it really effectively in the beginning with the funny videos and the, you know, to kind of make it not as intimidating and and bring people in. But now I'm like on this hairy edge, right? I don't want to scare people away. Um, You you don't want to do things so outrageous that people are looking at it going, there's no way I can do that. At the same time, you're trying to inspire people. Um, and then you're dealing with your own shit, yeah. right? Like, hello, I'm actually getting older and I don't feel like doing TikToks or, I mean, you know, maybe it'd be super inspiring to see someone in their fifties doing these things, but you know what? I don't really want to. And my practice is quite honestly, really boring to watch or to look at. And I'm also dealing, I have my own personal stuff. I mean, it's hard for me in a world where everybody's putting stuff up of when you said be, really bendy and, you know, outrageous, you know, and, and short yeah. shorts and like, I, I'm, first of all, I, I'm dealing with my own changes in me. It's hard, right? Yeah. I mean, well, and I'm, I feel that too all the time. So it's kind of funny to think back to when I even first started posting on social media because it felt so awkward. I mean, it still kind of feels a little bit awkward, but at least then I was six years younger. So. Right? <laughs> six years is a big difference. Um, Though you're still adorable. <laughs> but I'm, my body feels different now. And I'm sure it's not just like being six years older, but it's six years of lifting up other people with my arms and like all that hard work of teaching has, I mean, I feel it in my shoulders a lot and my back. And I mean, so my, I feel like my practice looks different. It feels different. It doesn't feel as, I don't want to say it doesn't feel as good, but it feels different than it used to. And then I feel like I look old and I'm not even that old. I'm just older than I was six years ago. But it's hard to see myself now. It's only looking at it's only when I look around, when I when I do that little scrolling thing, you know? You know and it's so bad to do it's that. It's so bad to do it. More and more, I'm not. Like, I, I do it far less be, because I actually do love my practice very right. much. And so I'm, I'm saying this, and I'm struggling with age, and you're, we're saying this, that we're getting older and things like that. But um, I'm not actually struggling that much. Like, I actually love it. It's the outside influences which I'm contributing to, you're contributing yeah. to, I do feel like the shift that you're making is really nice. I enjoy seeing what your students are doing. I know. I love seeing what my right? students are your doing. Your students are really. I'm so inspired by them all the time. And I think that's, I mean, probably more than anything else, that's the 
that's how I've been able to keep teaching and keep going is watching how much they transform because it's not only that their practices have changed, which they have, but it's that they have gone to become like they have changed themselves. I mean, the asana changes or the, that changes the body and then the body changes the mind and then they become these more empowered people who are becoming teachers within our community and they are leaders and oh you, you can know, they see just it. Yeah. radiate out into the rest of the world these this work that they've done starting on their mats no it definitely comes through those teaching lessons and it's coming through through the through watching yeah. your community the students the relationships grow it's really kind yeah. of fun. It is. It, it, it is really inspiring. I mean, they can do, I, I think that's one of the things I just love about Ashtanga so much is that things that I never, ever thought I'd be able to do, I can do now. And some of them even with some ease and just how empowering that is and how much that translates into all these other parts of our life and how much we can just learn from our practice. Like even when you can't do something, you can kind of do some steps to work towards it. And that's sort of like what you do with other things too. Like I can't, you know, I'm taking little steps to make myself better all the time. Like maybe I'm not completely able to full on make these changes that I know I have to do or what things that I really need to do differently or how I need to behave differently, but I'm able to kind of notice, I know where I want to go and I'm able to take these little incremental steps. And I don't even know that I would be able to do that if I didn't have a yoga practice. You're very practical. You're very like, I really am practical. You are very <laughs> practical. But I know. I can't help it. I've always been practical. I actually really like that practicality piece. Megan and I were talking actually as we were driving up here, we were driving back from DC. We were talking about you as a teacher, I think we were talking about some of your posts and how inspiring it is and how really nice to see the community. And that even though I say that you're posting about your students, it's not really look at me and how I've taught them. So I don't want to give anybody the impression it's like, oh, look what I've look what I've done. It's really wow, this is this is you use them as a teaching example of the, the whole practice. You're not very intrusive. When I say that practical, you're very um, basic. Um, you step in only when necessary and you step out more often than not. Is that a style? There's different styles and, and sometimes I, I watch and I'll see some of the, I do, I look at posts and I look at sometimes a teacher's posts and sometimes you can see when a teacher puts up and it's kind of like, look at me and look at my, you know, my stuff, look what I've done here and look at, and that's a big turnoff to me. I can't stand that. And also too much hands-on, too much, you know. Well, so there's a couple of things with that. Like first, from a practical perspective, I have a lot of students. Like I can't actually <laughs> completely do it all for them. Like I can't adjust everybody all the time. I can't, I mean, like I used to actually kind of try to, and then I realized how that was just way too much for me. I mean, it was too much physically, but it was also too much of me trying to take care of them. It was too nurturing. This is, I mean, because I can only teach from my own experience and it's going to be different for everybody else. So if I give somebody too much information or if I, I mean, like a lot of it, you just have to figure out for yourself because it is going to, I mean, I'm totally into giving clues and I can point out things that, well, I really purposefully point out things that people 
repetitively do wrong. And even if it's not really important in the end scheme of things, I mean, a lot of it is just like making sure you're awake for what you're doing when you're on your mat. I mean, it doesn't, I don't really care if you cross your thumbs or if you don't cross your thumbs when you reach your hands over your head, but why do you keep doing it? Like, are you paying attention? Because I keep telling you not to. <laughs> <laughs> I love this part of your personality coming out because this is you. <laughs> so, but like with other things, I mean, I mean, sometimes I really just, I don't know. And my answer is like, you're just going to have to figure out what works for you. I, I don't know. Um, but I think that's actually kind of how I was primarily taught from Tim. It's, I was given information, but not too much. He doesn't give out a lot of information, not does he? a lot. Like sometimes if I really kind of pry, I'll get more, but really not not too much. I mean, a lot of it was just stuff that I sorted through on my mat and tried to make connections. And and you've been studying with Tim for how long? Uh, about 10 years. So, sometime. Wow. So he has the information. He's just yeah, and withholding it. <laughs> He's just not doling it out too quickly. Yeah. But that's given... I mean, for me, it's because what other people tell us can end up kind of shaping our own experiences so much. So if like if I tell somebody that they can't do something, then they're going to end up thinking they can't do it. Or if I tell somebody like this is how you do it, then what if they think that that's the only way and they can figure out a better way? So when I see something, you know, I try to give people some hints or if I'm noticing something, but. I can't do the work for them. Mm-mm. What's it like making the videos? Well, it's awkward, but it's actually kind of fun. Like, uh-huh. I feel like I have so much great information to yeah. share. And I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it is actually, it is really fun. It's been a lot of work, but um, I kind of like it. And I do, like, I like to share the information that I have. And I think that, you know, just from teaching and practicing and studying, I've kind of gathered a collection of various experiences. And you're a great teacher. I mean, I you're a great teacher. You were doing the third series you. training. And if we had been here, we were still in Florida. <laughs> Megan was like, I really want to go to Jen's it was so third fun. series training. And it could because because you are so practical. Like that piece, you are very practical, very blunt, you're very logical, but you give good steps. You get it. Like you understand the progression, you explain it very easily and practically. And, um, and I imagine, and I like the videos, that's the way, I mean, I've taught in the room with you and been there with you. So I, I know the way you teach. Um, so that's what made you do it then in the videos was because... Yeah, I just, I thought it would be, well, I mean, part of it, I think, is just because I have, uh, like, a lot of experience teaching and practicing Pilates as well, and people are always asking me how to do certain things, and I've learned a lot of those movements from Pilates, or, like, I've learned how to activate, like, and really isolate different parts of my own body, because I, you have to do it in Pilates, and I think you actually kind of have to do it in yoga too, but it's maybe a little bit harder because we don't do those same types of repetitive, isolated 
movements. So a lot of the videos that you're doing then are Pilates videos. Yeah, there are some. Look, I have a few Pilates ones um, because I think if like that's been so helpful for me in my own practice. I mean, I think it's really helped me prevent injury and over stretching or opening up too much. Um, over stretching. Over stretching. We're going to talk about that then because <laughs> you, you said a key word right there. So the Pilates has helped you kind of keep it together. I always say collect myself. Collect yourself. Yes. So um, that's so, and then. It, yeah, I mean, I've been so lucky to study with such amazing teachers, and I know that not everyone has had those opportunities. Um, and so I just want, I mean, I want to share all this data that I've collected over the last <laughs> 15 years. But you didn't go through a program, like you didn't go Cody app or like... I know because, Peg, I have to always be so independent and I've just created so much work for myself. <laughs> I'm kind of glad, but that's the part about you that I, it's another part about you that I adore is that, of course, you did it on your own. Of course, you did because you weren't really thinking, knowing you, about the platform and making it yeah. fancy. You just, you literally wanted to give information to a bigger right. audience that might not be able to access it. Yeah, and I mean, that's really kind of what it is. Like, these videos are not fancy, but the content is good, hopefully. I like to think my content is good. No, your content's um, excellent. And, yeah, it's not, I mean, I actually don't even own any Cody videos, but they have those really fancy trailers that I see on they Facebook. They do have... <laughs> Right, they do. And the trailers are fancy. Yes, so and everybody looks aren't cute, fancy. and yours is super cute because it's you. But I just have to. But they're practical because I've seen them. They're very how to. They're very specific. They are giving tools. Do you think Pilates? When you said yoga doesn't, you don't use yoga. You don't use your yoga practice. If I'm hearing you right, for getting in physical shape, do you use Pilates for that, or what would you say? Um, uh, more so, uh, but okay. So I have a confession to make. I actually just kind of had been really feeling a little bit over, just a little bit too busy in the last six months or so, or maybe a little bit more than that. And I totally let my Pilates practice slack. Like it, for me, it's supplemental. I enjoy it. Slack. What a good word. So I'm slacking in Pilates, but still, of course, teaching or practicing my asana. Mm -hmm. And I started to just really, my low back hurt and my SI hurt. And my chiropractor told me to do more core work, which is really embarrassing. I'm like, I have core videos. Thank you, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> chiropractor. Thank you. And this is what I tell people all the time when people tell me that their low back hurts or whatever. I'm like, I think you, you know, it's always like you need to do some Pilates. And one of the things I really do like about Pilates is you don't need two hours. You literally need 10 minutes. Like you do not have to do it. It's not going to take up the amount of time that your asana practice takes. So I had stopped and, and then I started doing it again. And I've been back on track for like the last eight weeks or so. And it really does make such a difference. I feel I'm not, I don't have the discomfort in my SI. You and Miley Cyrus. Did you know this? Does Miley also do Pilates? No. I, uh, so I got interviewed. Oh, by, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I got interviewed yes. by a, a magazine because they wanted to know about Ashtanga and Pilates because they were following the Miley Cyrus. <laughs> like, this is what she does. This is what 
she believes in the two of those together. And, and I immediately thought of you. It's an, They work well together. Because I think, for some people anyways, their tendency really is to just open up too much. And Pilates really does kind of help with that collecting yourself. And I mean, some of the stuff that we do in Ashtanga is insane. You don't want to open up too much. I feel like that's a thing with me. You know that. Like, that's, I feel like I have hypermobility in some of my joints. And that's, yeah, collecting my, you know, keeping myself collected is a thing. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So you said overstretching. Right. Um, Yeah, I just, so for people who are super flexible, um, and I'm not one of them, so I'm kind of kind of saying this based on what I've seen and what I, I do believe it to be true. I mean, it's really can be more work not to overstretch than it is, you know, they're, they're more prone to injury typically um, because things get so opened. Uh, they are, they do have to like work a little bit harder to kind of keep things in line and keep themselves from kind of going splat on their mat. Great work. And <laughs> I mean, it is hard for them. And I think that, I mean, like little examples would even just be, you know, it just that big arching of the back when people lift their arms up over their head rather than kind of collecting themselves and pulling their rib cage in a little bit. Or um, when the low back just starts to really sway, um, trying, I mean, I see it a lot when people are trying to do inversions to just not really be able to get that collect, that connected of the low back and the low abs. Um, a lot of people will call this bundas. They're like, oh, yeah. where are your bundas? But you know what? I can't see or feel my bundas. But when you talk about what, what, by doing the Pilates exercises that you and I have gone over together, that you've gone over with me, those help me f- find a physical sensation that brings things together, that triggers something else. But when things are out of line, I can't feel that inside kind of vacuumy feeling. Yeah. Um, I, that's how I can tell. Yeah. And I think that trigger is such a great word to describe it because I think like really being able to kind of fire something up Mm -hmm. is what, I mean, ideally we're able to, we want to be able to do, but it can be hard to find it and to isolate it when you're upside down. I mean, you're disoriented or, you know, at least initially when you're new to something like that. So you want to be able to find those muscle groups and to be able to activate it well and by itself when you're in a familiar orientation so that you can find it when you're upside down or when you're put behind your head or when you're it's creating tension right some Mm -hmm. tension in the body and if you don't have that tension it's hard to create something you don't have like if somebody's working into flexibility they can feel it right you know you can feel like somebody with tight hamstrings you You don't have to say to them Oh, well, this is going to go into your hamstrings. Right. They're like, duh, it's you know, like I feel it and you can see it in their shape. But then you see people going clear the other way so deep into things that it's actually, they still don't feel it. Like, is there a time when it's not really that you're looking to stretch something, but creating tension, collecting yourself, as you say, is a much different action and mm-hmm. feeling than it is. One happens all by itself, right? Right. Have tight hamstrings, fold forward, you feel it all, right? And if you go too far, you feel it all. But boy, you can do that easily and stick your head through your legs and up your ass. You can like, right. you know, like 
how much sensation is too much and how do you create tension? How is that, when is backing off? Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's so hard to find that because Ashtanga is an edgy practice. I mean, these poses that we do are edgy and you're always sort of constantly working that edge. And sometimes you don't even realize that you've gone over it until it's too late. But Pilates sort of puts you in exercises that brings you into a position like those damn ones you do. Like some of them are are like very similar to Ashtanga. A lot of them are really similar. We should do some of those. Yeah. Before you, not maybe in my childhood bedroom, but maybe we'll go into the living room. But yeah, a lot of those put you in a place that creates tension in that, in that middle body, um, but that isn't too terribly tough. Anybody can do it. Right. When you say anybody could practice Pilates? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, even, yes, I think actually when you're working with a good Pilates teacher, it's a lot like physical therapy. It's a lot like physical therapy. You know, this is, I mean, you and I know this, but this is why we put, that's why I asked you to do a Pilates section in the third series magazine. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) because that was one of the things that helped me in that, especially in that particular series, that really helped me. I'm going to keep using your words. Collect myself. Yeah. And it, those exercises, the ones that we put in there, were really, really helpful. I think we put four. We, I know. Yeah. We put four. Yeah. Yeah. Those were some good ones. I didn't mean to go in the whole oh, that's Pilates okay. route. But you are a natural teacher, and you do bring those things back in, and you have those on videos. You also have foam rolling. I do. I have foam rolling. I do have some Ashtanga videos, too. Foam rolling is so fun, though. Um because I feel like people have these foam rollers and they don't know what to do with them. Totally you can do so don't. much with a foam roller. I had no you idea. You can do so much with a foam roller. I have a foam roller and I did not. I, you I, can I mean, do so much with them. It's so fun. I can, <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I just like to play on them and figure out what else I can do. You can do like entire vinyasas on a foam roller. When I was at Wanderlust, they had a whole bunch of foam rolling classes. I'm like, seriously? Yeah, it's funny. But it's not just therapeutic, because that's all no, I do. it can do. be I, very difficult as well. <laughs> oh, good. It can so be quite the opposite of therapy, so. That is, maybe we should do one of those, too. But you have, so you have the foam rolling, you have the Pilates, and you have some Ashtanga. I do have some Ashtanga ones, too. So how do you feel now that you've put those out there? So I feel like, I always feel like I'm never accomplishing anything, but then sometimes I'll look at it and I'll be like, okay, I actually have gotten some stuff done. It's just going much more slowly than I had thought it would, but I think that's kind of always the way. So I feel good about it. It's, it's a different medium for me. Um, I know, but I get really nice feedback. I was going to say, your students come to me and they're always saying, yeah, I always get nice feedback because I, and I think I kind of need to hear it because I feel insecure still. Like there's all these, like, again, like the fancy Cody apps or there's like these teachers who, but that, I mean, that's the thing. Like I would always feel insecure. Like I never thought I should be teaching even. Um, and sometimes I still have, I mean, not so much anymore, but even like up until recently, I would still kind of feel that way, like how oh, I can't lead any type of an in-depth study. I mean, I probably never would have even done anything like that if you hadn't been pulling me with you, actually. It's probably more of a pull than a push. Like, no, come on, we're doing this. But I, but really... I feel like you and I switch places. Who else is going to do it? Like, other no, people? I know. Like, who else is going to do no. it? I feel like you and I switch personalities somewhere along the way. Like, in the beginning, six years ago, going back to that first question somebody asked, I was the one who was totally out there. Like, who cares? You know, let's just do a flip video. It was like, 
let's not, you know, let's just put ourselves out there. It doesn't matter. I feel like I've gotten a lot more conservative over the past six years and you've gotten a lot more adventurous. But I do think that's part of like going back to something we were talking about earlier. I do kind of feel like, well, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it and they're probably less qualified. So I better do it. Mm -hmm. You have that. And I probably never would have said something like that a few years ago. Like, but maybe, you know what I was just thinking? Maybe this is, maybe that is the yoga practice. I was always out there, you know, yeah. and I bringing you back kinda to that needed, even yeah, I kind of needed when to all the opposites sort of work themselves out. And you were so conservative, so hesitant. <laughs> yeah. And now you're the one making videos and yeah. And I'm out in Montana and <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And I rarely do any like Facebook lives or anything like that, but but things feel more balanced for me. They feel like that for you? Yeah, things feel, I mean, you know, it's hard to stay in balance. I think like, and I've, I've been working a lot lately because I do, I mean, I want more for myself than what I have right now. And I think anytime you're kind of in that position of working a lot, it's really easy for things to get out of balance so my practice does keep pulling me back back into it I mean that's always a check like a a balance check a everything check I mean it just keeps pulling me back into alignment but I think ultimately like as long as I'm really certain of what like my core values are I'm never going to get too far out of balance I mean I'm having fun making videos but there are it's about something that I love and I want to share and I'm already sharing anyways, but just on a smaller scale. So like without them, like now if I have them, I can reach people who can't make it into my Mysore room at 7am in the morning or who don't even live in DC, but it's still, I'm still in alignment with what I was doing before. Completely. Yeah. Still the same person. Still the same thing. Yeah. Wow. Just maybe a little less shy. I don't know. You're super cute in the video. So I'm going to tell people it's jenreneyoga.com. Go there. Go look at her video. it's just jenrene.com. It is? I changed the yoga. There's more change. I know. I can't even keep up. It's jenrene.com. That's right. Which actually makes it even easier, more accessible. So go there and check out the videos, please. You're also on the resource page on the Ashtanga Dispatch website because I think – and – I think people that listen to this know I don't just put anything up there and you find good content. You yeah, do a really so good job. Of I actually don't have I'm not gonna name other apps on there. <laughs> I actually have the people that I go to for me that help keep me um, together. Look, okay. I can keep using the collecting. <laughs> but, but, but it is kind of one of those things, like when I say collect myself, it like applies to so many other things. Oh like it, I'm just always trying to collect myself pull it together so one last question what are you reading right now oh so i you always have the best books that's no, why I and that, but i always <laughs> literally have like so many books um that i'm currently reading so i did post that one last night that you commented on that yeah. hampy was reading which is Tim Ferriss's Tools of the Titans. And I've kind of started his new one too, um, Tribe of Mentors. So I'm just kind of dual reading them. And then I have this other book that I've really been enjoying called Hardwiring Happiness. And I can't remember 
who wrote that one, but it's a good one about like letting yourself feel what you really, or like having good feelings. Hardwiring happiness. So those are the three that I'm currently, that are currently on my bedside table. (laughs) Well, nice. I like to know that. That's what I'm going to go And there's actually one other that I'm a little bit embarrassed by, but I also can't remember the name of it. I think it's called Audacious Openness or something like that. It's about manifesting stuff. I'm working on that. Well, well. wait. (laughs) You are manifesting stuff. Yes. I said that was going to be my last question. And I lied (laughs) because that is part of the going back. That was something you said to me. Did you start writing some of these things down? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I've been keeping a manifestation journal. I'll just give you an example of when I very first started my manifestation journal. And then I'll give you another example, too, because I like to remember this. so I started my manifestation journal and I just said something about like how I was going to improve my relationship with money. And I think I wrote down money comes when I call. And then I check my mail and I have a check for $50 that I had never cashed before from like 2003. Like, no, it was several years old and had never been cashed. And the bank reissued me the check and sent it to me. It was only $50. So now I just feel like I have to get more specific and ask for more money. And then the next day I got another $50 in the mail. You're kidding. No. So I got What did you write down? Because I want to write this down specifically. Money comes when I call. Money comes <laughs> when I call. I'm going to put indie though, maybe. Yes. Indie comes when I Because indie would be pretty important to come when I call. <laughs> okay. And what's the other story? That's So the other crazy. story is years ago, another thing that Tim always says is that Hanuman brings prana. You should have a, a statue of Hanuman in your shala so that it brings more prana and Money can be considered a form of prana also. And I will say that when I brought back, I brought back a statue of Hanuman from India, like a good, um, maybe like foot or 18 inch high, like a nice little Hanuman or bigger, good size Hanuman. And I got a check from the studio for $6,000 right after I put up the statue of Hanuman because we kind of do like a split and they had miscalculated something and they owed me all this money. And so... You should not only write down money comes when I call in a manifestation journal, but you should also get a statue of Hanuman. Wow. That is too and, <laughs> and it makes it even all the more powerful because if you're teaching yoga, specifically a Mysore program, you already know that it's not, you're not going to get rich doing this. You're like, this is definitely not. a struggle. There's a yeah. struggle all the way around. It's like the healthcare system, right? They, you know, vinyasa studios that make money off people that sign up and never come. Right. You know, in Ashanga, people, they come. People come. It's you want like, them to come. They're yes, supposed yes. to come, but it's, they come. Like, it's like they, the sick people of healthcare, but they're really actually the healthy yeah. ones. But yes, that's, that's how that works. So, yeah. So those two things are huge. And that's, and that's, that's really neat. Yeah. That's really, so you have a manifestation journal. What's the last thing you wrote in there? Do you mind sharing? I just would love to know what like, so that because we'll air this, so we'd like to know like what happens. <laughs> what's, what's the last thing you put in there? Um, I wrote this morning. Oh, okay. So another thing that I, I'll tell you what I wrote this morning, which is the perfect partner is already selected for me. But that one is manifesting, I hope. But the other one that I write all the time is I attract high-level students. That well, might be a little bit more relevant to our conversation. Duh. I don't know. Duh. No, I, the I other one is high-level students. So interesting. Okay. Perfect partners out there. You attract high-level students. Money comes when I call. Money comes when you call. <laughs> 
I love you. I'm so <laughs> glad we got to spend this time together. <laughs> this is, if you don't know, this is my best friend, and I miss her terribly. And uh, hopefully, it's nice this to be is sitting. a better podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I so think I it's been sitting in my I, my childhood bedroom <laughs> that has really done it, honestly. And let's go out and yeah. do some Pilates, and we'll put that okay. up as we'll well. Go have fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The Ashtanga Dispatch podcast is hosted by me, Peg Queen, with Chris Lucas as our editor and producer. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please let others know. Share on Facebook or give us some stars on iTunes. You can even become a supporting member by visiting patreon.com backslash Ashtanga Dispatch. Because remember, we don't have sponsors or advertisers by choice. We rely on the generosity of listeners like you. Thanks again for listening. And I'll be back next month with another inspiring episode of the Ashtanga Dispatch podcast. Until then, keep practicing. Sahana Vavatu Sahana Bhunatu Sahavir Yankara Vavahai Tejas Vinavaditamastu Mavit Vishavahai Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.